Good morning once again. I'm Pastor George Goins of Macedonia Baptist Church, located in Bright Star, Arkansas. Uh, actually, our physical address is 23465 State Highway 237. And if you ever go through Bloomberg and you just keep going until you cross into Arkansas, you'll see on the left there will be a sign there that says Macedonia Baptist Church. I think it's half a mile and uh, you'll be able to see us there um, on the left. And we'd love for you to come. Hey, look, I, I, God's been so good to His church this year. We have seen uh, some great things this year. The Lord has blessed this church in ways that we've had several additions uh, to this family here. And we're grateful for that. We're just God's just been good. And so I'd like to invite you to come and be a part uh, if you're if you're looking for a church, I'm not trying to take anybody out of their own church. You know, if you go to church somewhere, that's where you need to be. But if you're looking for a church, and we'd love for you to come, we have uh, Sunday school at 9:45 on Sunday mornings. We have uh, worship service at 10:45, Sunday night at six o'clock, and then on Wednesday night at seven o'clock. And we would love for you to come and be a part. Good people here love the Lord. They love the, the they love people. And, uh, and you'll see it's a very friendly church, good people here. And God has just done, richly blessed this place, so we'd love for you to come be a part of that as well. Hey, listen, we just got through with our Christmas program. Um, this is the, man, this is the last week of this year. It's hard to believe that this year has flown by the way it has. And uh, things will kind of slow down a little bit after the first of the year. We'll kind of regroup and uh, get ready for another big year in 2024. Uh, we'll have a lot of things, a lot of activities that are going to happen. Again, we'll begin planning on our camp, our vacation Bible school. Uh, we'll just have we'll have a revival in June. Uh, we just got a lot of things that we'll we'll get we'll get busy again uh, this year and uh, for the Lord. And so um, I'll try to keep you posted on things that are going on. But listen again, I just want to say thank you, uh, K A L T. Uh, on the internet for allowing us to get back on the radio again it's so good it feels good to be back on the radio last week we had our really had our first uh, uh, new um, message on last week we talked about the birth of Christ and today we're going to look at something that would take place eight days later after his birth uh, with Simeon it's prophecy here and uh, we'll see that it's going to be in Luke chapter 2 if you got your Bibles and you want to follow along with us but if you're listening by internet, then uh, we appreciate that very much. And again, we appreciate the radio station putting us back on uh, so that we can um, uh, spread the gospel message. That's what we're here for. We just want to share the gospel message uh, so that uh, folks can hear the truth. There's so much, so many lies that are out there in the world and so much deception. And folks, um, the truth is, is Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man come to the Father but by him. He is the truth, and that's what we, that's the message we want to spread out there in the world today to give people the truth, the light, and the bread of life, and that is Jesus Christ. He is the resurrection. He is uh, he is the true vine. I mean, he's he's all of those things, and uh, we want to give him praise. So I'm going to do a song here. You know, like I said, it's been man, it has been a it has been a roller coaster of a year, hasn't it? A lot of things have happened, good good things, bad things. They've all, you know, but, you know, and we could sit here and complain about so many things, but how many times do we just sit down and count our blessings? You know, we're still alive. We still have our families. <clears throat> you know, we still have our health. 
we're still capable of, of functioning. And uh, God has blessed us, given us a home, a roof over our head, uh, food on our table, clothes on our back. And uh, we're blessed. We're truly blessed. And I honestly want to just give God praise this morning and to praise his name and to thank, be thankful for what he has done for me and my life and my family as well. So the song I want to do this morning is called Count Your Blessings. Again, we could, we could count a lot of um, complaint. We could complain about a lot of things. But, you know, sometimes you ought to just sit down and just look back and count your blessings. And I look back in this year and I just see what God's done. He's done some good things. And we're grateful for that. So I'm going to do this song. Maybe you, maybe you know it. If you do, you can sing along with us, okay? If I can get it right here. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed When you are discouraged thinking all is lost Count your many blessings, name them one by one and it will surprise you what the Lord had done. Count your blessing, name them one by one. Count your blessing, see what God had done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God had done. Are you ever burdened with the load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly. And you will be singing as the days go by. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God had done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God had done. When you look at others with their hands and gold, Think that Christ has promised you his wealth untold. Count your many blessings money cannot buy. Your reward in heaven or your home on high. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God had done. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged, God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend. Help and comfort give you till your journey's end. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God had done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has.
Amen. God bless you. Sorry, my voice is just not very good. I mean, it's just not my calling to sing, but I enjoy doing it. The Lord's allowed me to be able to sing and <clears throat> be able to play the guitar, but I, I just enjoy doing it. I, I enjoy singing for the Lord, and I hope you do too. It doesn't matter what your voice sounds like and you know whether you know music or you don't. I mean, I have to play by ear. I, don't, I can't read music. But, uh, you know, I, it, it just, it's just what comes from the heart. That's what the Lord sees. And, um, and so hopefully you, you will do the same. And just sing. Just sing praises to the Lord. He loves to hear us sing to Him and give Him praise. All right, look at uh, Luke chapter 2, if you're able to turn there with me. Uh, verse number 25 is where we're going to be. Actually, let's just start at verse 21. kind of gives you an idea of what is going on here. And, uh, of course, this, this man by the name of Simeon, you'll see here in a moment when we, re, when we get down into verse 25 here. But to kind of give you some background here, Jesus has been born here, and uh, he is actually eight days old here. You'll see in verse 21, he says, And when eight days were accomplished <clears throat> for the circumcision of the child, this is by the, according to the Jewish law, um, the a male child would have to be circumcised after eight days, okay? And he was also presented his name, you'll see here in this verse. His name was called Jesus. You remember that that was already given, uh, given both to Mary and to Joseph, uh, that Jesus' name would be Jesus, okay? That's who he would be. The son's name would be Jesus. And, of course, it was the responsibility of the father, which, again, let me just, let me just make this point, Joseph was not his biological father. God was his biological father. Joseph was his legal father on the earth, okay? So Joseph had the responsibility to make sure that he was named, and he, was, uh, and he would mention that name on that day, on that eighth day, okay? So um, the child, his name would be called Jesus, uh, which uh, was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification... <clears throat> According to the law of Moses, remember they're doing they're doing all this by according to the they're still under the Mosaic law at this point in time they're still under the law uh, they had to go by the law and the law required that the child on the eighth day become be brought in the male child and be circumcised and they all they went according to what the law said okay so so when her days of purification uh, uh, according to the law of Moses were accomplished they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is, is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. So uh, they would sacrifice these two turtle doves or two young pigeons, whichever ones that they did. And that was according to the law. So that's why they're there. They're here at the temple, okay? While they're here at the temple, there's a man by the name of Simeon. You're going to see, look at verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the, the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. 
For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to, the, to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto them, his mother, Behold, this child is set, which means that he was destined for the fall and rising again of many in Israel. And for a sign, which would be a miracle, of course, the miracle of, of the virgin birth, which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. So an interesting passage of Scripture here. This is after Jesus is eight days old. He's already been born. He's eight days <coughs> eight, eight days years, uh, eight days old. They would take him according to the law. They would sacrifice either the uh, pigeons or the turtle doves uh, according to the law. And he would be circumcised and he would be dedicated to the Lord. Okay, and that's what this is all about here. Now we see uh, this child's dedication service that he's taken to the temple. He's being offered up for God for service and care. And that's what they would have done in those days. The Jewish people would have done in those days with their children. Um, and of course, you know, we have dedication services today uh, for children as well. Some will, will dedicate their children to the Lord and they might have it do it during, you know, publicly in a, in a service. Uh, I've, I've, I've had that opportunity to be able to do that. And I think that is so, so, uh, so good to do is to, is to give your children back to the Lord that he's given to you. So that's what, you know, basically this is what was going on here. Um, and of course, they meet this man, Simeon, who is also a part of this, um, of doing all this that they had to do. Um, and, and we don't really know a lot about Simeon. He just appears here in this passage here. We really don't know a lot about him. I'm sure that probably you could, maybe could traditionally go back and, and follow and find out something about him. But I, there's nothing in the scripture that tells us any more about him than what we know here in this passage. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. But we do know he was a Jew, or he wouldn't have been in the temple. And that he obviously loved God very much. And we could see that in his, in his voice as he spoke to the Lord. Um, and he was obviously an older man. He was at a point of ready to die. And, uh, and that God would uh, use him to proclaim the, grace, the greatest message of all time, which is the greatest message that we can present today, which is the gospel message, the, the good news of Jesus Christ that we can share, that, that God has provided a, a gift of salvation uh, for all that would believe. Now, let's look at Simeon just for a moment. He was a man who walked closely to the Lord. We can see that in verse 25 through verse 27 because we get us a, we get a little bit of a description of the man in verse 25. It says, talks about Simeon, and he was the same man that was just and devout here. Um, so we, we kind of get an idea. We'll, we'll look at that here in a moment, but let me, let me give you some other thoughts. First of all, God used him to encourage Joseph and Mary. Which is good. I mean, he, they they would look what all they've been through, you know. Uh, which has all been good, but look what they've been through. They came they came to Bethlehem to um, to be registered, and uh, couldn't find a place to stay. All of the places were booked up already, and so they finally found a place in a in a stable 
somewhere where animals were kept, and Mary was going to have a baby. And she does, and she has that child. And, of course, the child is Jesus in a stable uh, where Jesus' first bed would be a feed trough, an animal feed trough. So you can only imagine they needed the encouragement. Uh, God, you know, he used uh, Simeon to, to encourage Joseph and Mary. And, and you got to understand that both Mary, Joseph and Mary knew who the child was. They did. They both had had a visit from the angel of the Lord. You can remember um, the visit uh, to um, to, to um, Mary um, in, in Luke, where it says, Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, shall call his name Jesus, and he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over his over the house of Jacob forever. So that was the message. So they knew that he was a very special. He was a special child. Also, Joseph would would also be uh, given information about Jesus in, in Matthew, where it says, "And and she shall bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people." From their sins. Now, all that was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be, be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted is God with us. And behold, thou shalt conceive. I'm sorry, uh, that's it. So, that's that's so both of them knew that this child was obviously special uh, in the way he was conceived and brought into this world. And God would also use Simeon to reveal the greatest message of all time, as we, as we mentioned. Now, there's five things that are said about Simeon here. Now, this is the part I want us to look at real quick here. Is number one is that Simeon was a just and a devout man. What does that mean? That means that he was righteous. He was a very well-behaved person. He was a very wise man. He was, of course, an older man. Uh, and he treated people justly. All right. To, to be devout means that you were, you were uh, careful uh, you you reverenced, you feared God. Uh, so that's the kind of person that he was. He was a righteous man. He was also a man who feared God. Simeon also looked for the coming of the Messiah. You can see that in verse 25. He says, uh, <clears throat> And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel or for the comfort of Israel. Uh, you know, the Jews knew a Messiah was coming. Um, you know, of course, they long patiently for his coming. And there's two thoughts here. One is that all can find hope in the coming of the Lord. We can all find hope in the coming of the Lord. Um, in in uh, um, Timothy, excuse me, Titus chapter 2, verse 11, it says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly, in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a particular, or excuse me, a peculiar people, zealous of good works. So, you know, we can all find hope in the coming of the Lord in our lives and having him in our lives. And then also believers should long for the coming of Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for the day when he comes back. And he comes back, as he said, as he promised, mm -hmm. that he would come back. You know, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be discouraged. We know that he's coming back one day for us and to take us home to be with him. Another thing about Simeon was is that he was led by the Holy Spirit. You see that in verse 25, that the Holy Ghost was upon him here. Um, it, it was on him continuously because he was a godly man, 
and uh, he lived uh, he lived close to the Lord, and um, you know, and and you think about it, these are the kind of people you want around you. You know, you want to be around these kind of people that are close to the Lord. And then another thing about Simeon was that Simeon was given an unusual promise in verse 26. He said it was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ or the Lord's anointing one or the Messiah. So uh, it was a promise that he would not die until he saw the Messiah. And then lastly, Simeon uh, seen and held the Messiah in verse number 27. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law. So he would not only see the Messiah, but he would actually hold the Messiah. In verse 28, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God. And, and then, of course, we'll read on as we go. So he's he seen and he also held the Messiah. Simeon was an example of a man of strong dedication. He was. He was a man that believed God, that lived close to the Lord, who had the Holy Spirit upon him. He was committed unto the Lord. He was motivated for for service. He thrived on the leadership of the Holy Spirit, which is all of these are good qualities that we should all want and have in our lives. And um, uh, and you think about, you know, this man and the example that he's given, uh, that the Bible has given us of Simeon and the kind of person that he was, makes us have to ask the question to ourselves, what have we done? You know, where are we at with the Lord? Where is our our position with the Lord? Are we close to Him? Are we allowing Him to use us in, in, in ways that would make a difference in the world today, that would make a difference, uh, that God could use us to, uh, to draw others to Christ? You know, so we have to ask that question. So we see, first of all, that uh, Simeon uh, was a man who walked closely to the Lord. And then number two, the child was God's salvation, and he makes it very clear in verse number 28. He, after he took the child in his arms, he blessed God, and he said, Now listen listen to what he says. He says, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. So Simeon breaks out in song here. I mean, he you know he gets the child, he puts it in his arm, and he blesses God, and he's thankful to God, and then he breaks out in this song here. <clears throat> Um, and, 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 you know, the first thing is that the child was God's salvation. That's what he said. He said, I've seen your salvation now. I've seen your plan of sal- God's, of your salvation now. And, of course, the source of peace for the world. Jesus said, peace I leave you. My peace I give unto you. Only peace that I know that is satisfying uh, for your soul is the peace that only Jesus can give to you. And, you, you know, when you, when you allow, allow him to, to be a part of your life, you receive that gift of salvation. And also Simeon had seen and embraced God's salvation. Can you imagine holding Jesus in your arms? I was holding a baby the other day. One of our church members has a uh, six-month-old little girl, and a beautiful little girl. And she just, oh, she's just so, so precious, you know. She'll just cuddle with you. And uh, she's just such a sweet little girl. Can you imagine holding the, the baby Jesus in your arms, you know, just as Simeon did? Now, and then, of course, and what, what did he say? First thing he said is that, hey, he's ready to die now. He's seen, he has, he has seen this salvation, and now he's ready to die. But he also believed and he trusted God 
Um, he praised God for, for fulfilling his word, and he knew he would live on forever because of God's gift of salvation. So he says, For mine eyes have seen the salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. And, and he says, A light to lighten, which means to bring revelation to the Gentiles. And thank God for that, because I'm not a Jew, I'm a Gentile. And um, I thank God that, he, that he, he, Jesus was a light to lighten or to re- uh, reveal a revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. So, so God had given Simeon a song to sing that would not only be a blessing to himself and to Mary and Joseph, but to all of us. If we look at this, if we look at this carefully, as we should, you know, uh, the child was uh, the one that was appointed to be God's salvation. His confession, and this is the great confession that 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 Jesus is God's gift of salvation. Uh, everybody's going to have to confess that Jesus is God's salvation. You know, the Scripture tells us that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I mean, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is the salvation. Uh, So everyone's going to have to confess that Jesus is God's gift of salvation to us. Having, of course, the knowledge of truth, experiencing the truth through faith and confessing Jesus as God's salvation, which if you've been saved, you can do that. You know, then number three, the the child was prepared for all people, and he was the Messiah had come to save all mankind. Um, you know, he 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 didn't come to judge. He he's going to one day, but he came the first time. He came to save that which is lost, and uh, and I thank God for that. The Messiah has come to save all mankind, and uh, God is is not willing that any should perish. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Paul writes in Romans, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And then so also the child was to be a light to the Gentiles, as we, as we mentioned, a revelation. That's what that word means, a revelation to the Gentiles, to reveal the way, to reveal the truth, and to reveal the life to all. And uh, it, it is, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. That's what he said. I am the light of the world. And he is, truly is. Then the child was to be the glory of Israel to all Jews who believe, to all believers justified, uh, um, live with God eternally. Then not only um, was the child God's salvation, uh, Simeon breaks out in this song and we see the meanings of the words, but Joseph and Mary marveled here. Uh, Joseph and Mary, they needed the encouragement. Remember, after all that they've been through, they needed the encouragement and that God would strengthen them in this experience, and he does. Have you ever just gone down the path of a road? You know, you're in the valley, and uh, you're, you're going through a tough time, you know, but the Lord is there with you, and he gets you through that valley. And when you get back on that mountaintop, you look back, and it just strengthens your faith to know that God is there with you. Listen, folks, I'm sure that... Uh, at this time of the year, there's a lot of people going through some hard times right now. But just trust God. The Bible says trust Him, and that God will. He didn't. He didn't promise to to keep us from the valleys. He just promised to go with us through the valleys, and He gets us through the valleys. And then when you look back, you see what God can do in your life, and that just strengthens your faith. Then lastly, the child would be cause 
uh, many falling and risings. You see in verse 34, he re- reveals this to Mary. He says, this child is set or destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel. Uh, he would become the stone of stumbling as well as the chief cornerstone. Many would stumble and fall over him. Um, they won't They won't believe or trust him as Savior. They'll try to trust another way to, to God. And Jesus made it very clear. I am the way, the truth, the life, and no man come to the Father but by him. And then, of course, many would rise because of him. Jesus would become their foundation or their cornerstone. Jesus uh, has caused every person to make a choice. You either reject God's salvation and fall eternally, or you receive God's salvation and rise eternally. And then lastly, the child's fate was sealed. The child would be opposed and killed. Uh, God's love to a hopeless souls. God's judgment to those who rebel. His great love. The sorrow she would experience talking about Jesus. Look what he says to her. I mean, I'm sorry, Mary. What he says to Mary here, he says, Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also. She would sorrow with the experience of the cross, watching her son die that she knew was the Son of God, that she would have to watch him die on that cross, and the rejection and the crucifixion of, of her own, of the Son of God. But to reveal the inner thoughts of man's hearts, people will either receive the saving grace of God or people will reject the saving grace of God. Now, the question is, we have to examine our own heart today. Let me just ask this question, are you saved? You say, Brother George, what does it mean to be saved? It means to receive the gift of God's salvation. And how do we do that? The Bible says if we'll confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and we'll believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, then thou shalt be saved. Listen, folks, we can come to know Christ. The, the, the sacrifice has already been made. The gift has already been presented. All we've got to do is receive the gift. Jesus is at the door knocking. He's knocking on that door and you've got to open of your heart and you've got to open that open that door and let him in. He'll come into your life and he'll change your life. So are you saved? And believer, what kind of life are you living? You know, we have to think about that. What kind of life am I living? Am I like am I like Simeon? You know, I'm dedicated, committed, motivated. I want to I want to serve the Lord or am I have I slacked? Have I become lazy? Have I become complacent in my life? Maybe you just need to rededicate your life to the Lord and become more motivated, more committed to the Lord. So you think about this last year, it's gone. It's history. We can't change it. All we can do is do what we can change what we're doing forward now. So maybe you just need to make that decision. And I pray you do. I pray you come to know Christ if you're lost and if you're saved that you become closer to the Lord this next year. I'm certainly going to try myself to grow in the Lord even more this year as we approach this new year. Let me pray with you. Father, thank you for the word. Thank you for your goodness to us. And I pray for these folks who have heard the message. And I pray that you would bring conviction to our hearts, mine is mine included. And Lord, I pray that if somebody's lost, they'll be saved today. They know the, They know the gospel message. They know what they need to do. <clears throat> and I pray that they'll do it. And Lord, there may be somebody here that's uh, saved, but their life is just not where it should be. And maybe they just kind of slacked off this last year. And I pray, Lord, that they'll be convicted and that they'll uh, want to do better this new year. And they'll rededicate their life to you and do and do better. 
So Lord, just bless us. Give us a good day. Thank you for all of your goodness to us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you folks. Thank you again for listening in. And Lord willing, I'll see you again next week.